0: And welcome back to the Coffin Lounge. I'm your host, Vampire Kitten, and this is episode six. Please welcome Mantis Athena, who is an alternative model in Kansas City. What's up?
1: How are you? Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm actually really excited to talk to you because I I have been involved in alternative modeling for a while and I love to see more growth in that department like because i want i want spooky babes to rule the world like for real i love spooky babes <laughs> <laughs> who right doesn't love spooky babes like they're mm-hmm. so um they're i always say like the the scariest looking people are always the nicest people in the world oh, for sure and it's it's like so true half the time well most of the time like 99.9 percent of the time so yeah.
1: i love uh, love girls that make me feel scare <laughs> Scared, Not sure it's scared or aroused.
0: <laughs> I love it. I actually haven't heard that term before. So <laughs> now I'm going to use it all the time. I hope that's okay. That's totally fine. I heard it from somebody else. <laughs> okay. Per- perfect. Um, so let's, I guess, let's just start from your beginnings. What are you originally from like the Midwest?
1: Um, yeah, I was born on the Organic Valley Farm, actually, in Wisconsin. Uh, my parents were, were really tight with the people and they worked there as farmhands. And yeah, I was born on the Organic Valley Farm. That's... Ha-
0: wait, like the, <laughs> like the, like the people brand. who yeah. make
1: milk? Yes. Okay, wait. No,
0: you, you can't like you can't start a conversation like I was born where this brand of milk was made and then not like
1: explain the story of how that happened like so we have to discuss it just like my mom and dad they lived on the farm they were living farmhands my dad took care of the horses and my mom took care of like um events and just doing random farm chores and yeah they lived in a cabin and I was born in that cabin and yeah
0: okay i mean that's cool the dairy industry (laughs) definitely farm life wow um so do you do you consider yourself like more of a country girl or a city girl
1: um it's weird because i grew up the first like nine years of my life basically as a hippie and then i went from that to being in a super religious household where i was kind of sheltered from everything and that to the city so I'm kind of half and half. I'm a country girl at heart, but I I can be mean enough for the city.
0: I am literally that person as well. Like <laughs> I I am kind of from a sort of rural, I guess I lived and grew up in a rural area. The, the 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 desert and then I moved to like Los Angeles and so like I am so used to like big city life, but I also really appreciate what it's like to not have any like city noise. Oh, yeah, you know what i mean quiet, being able to see the night the sky stars the sky. yes, yes. Oh, oh my gosh look at us. <laughs> we're terrible we're like let's reminisce
1: I mean, uh, <laughs> one day one day i'd like to go back to the country but for now there's just more opportunities in the city it's just more more stuff going on oh that's for sure i'd like to live farther out but i can't i don't really want to drive an hour every time i want to come out to an event
0: i think our our issue is that we wouldn't have great internet and i stream and we play a lot of games so i think like at the end of the day it would probably be pretty terrible unless we can get like fiber out in the like the boonies i don't like think the, it's gonna the work elon out musk
1: internet the star star or whatever it's called oh right is that is that elon musk apparently it's a it's, it's one of those super uber rich like people. a
0: satellite internet
1: yeah, but apparently you have to be on a waiting list for a while to actually get it. Seriously? So, yeah. But it's good once you get it, you just have to be on a waiting list for a really long time. Um, I have one friend that she's been trying to get it for over a year now. Oh, wow. Oh, that's... Yeah. Okay, that's nuts. Um,
0: someday. Someday soon, we'll be able to do that. <laughs> so, you, fa- you went from a farm to hippie life to the city life, and then how did you get how did you go from that to modeling like where where's the in-between um
1: probably start when i got my first smartphone <laughs> although I, I was always just really into dressing up and stuff i was given a video camera as a gift for my 12th birthday and i would i would go around and make a whole bunch of cute little movies and stuff as a kid um i got my 16. first smartphone when i was 16. Which led to me having a Facebook and an Instagram, and I got really into cosplay at that time. And I was fortunate enough to live with my aunt and uncle, and my uncle funded all of my cosplay dreams. He built me a craft room, he bought me a sewing machine, he bought me pretty much any fabric or craft supplies I could possibly want. And that really kind of, like, started me in the, the modeling and the creativeness and the, the cosplay and stuff. Um, back then, I was a lot more into anime. Though, I did a lot of anime stuff and superheroes.
0: I think I think um, cosplay is a good start to like being. I think it, a lot of it's like kind of a gateway drug now for yeah, a lot of artists sure. to sort of like grow and model and learn uh, about
1: posing and crafting and things about costumes too because you have to see something on the screen and then replicate it yourself and a lot of that's that's like it takes so many different teams to make one costume Mm -hmm. in like a major film and you're just one person (laughs) doing 10 different jobs making one piece and you just learn so much it's a learning process for sure
0: so what uh so so you went from anime to horror you just like took made that leap or did you i mean i've always
1: been a horror fan um growing up christian i really wasn't allowed to watch a lot of horror stuff but like i've always been a fan of the spooky and the macabre Uh, scooby-doo is probably my favorite one of my favorite cartoons growing up um just just always been a fan of the creepy stuff and this i've always befriended spiders and and all of that that Stuff so once I was kind of able to be off on my own and consume the media that I wanted to consume, I was just like, "All right, spooky shit, let's do it." <laughs> I I think it's interesting.
0: Let's I want to talk about a little bit about this because you had mentioned um, you had mentioned you loved like Scooby Doo and things growing up. Cartoons have changed so much. In
1: really, like, I, I,
0: I try to watch the new Scooby Doo, and I'm like. It's not good. I I've seen so many memes of like when we grew up as kids and we had things like Courage the Cowardly Dog, which was horrifying. Yep. We had Scooby Doo. We had all of these really scary films and cartoons but that Mandy. Yeah,
1: Billy and Mandy. Like people um, growing up creepy. It was a little goth girl that. Grew up and lived with bugs. <laughs>
0: right. There uh we had Invader Zim. We also had some really, really gross stuff. Like we had Ren and Stimpy. We had a lot of stuff that was like that wouldn't pass today. Like would not fly as kids' entertainment today. Well, and it's standards are just a lot higher now. That's true. <laughs> but, like, for the we, best. <laughs> but we also grew up with things like Beetlejuice and um, you know, Tim Burton was a huge part of all of our lives. Like oh yeah. Um Also, speaking of which, um, rest in peace, Paul Rubens. We kind of need to talk a little bit about that because Paul Rubens was such a, a big influence on spooky media. Like people don't realize how much of an influence he was on spooky media. Like he gave Tim Burton the chance to be Tim Burton hand we wouldn't have him and all of the work that they had done and like he was even penguin in one of the batman movies and then he ended up being penguin again a penguin again i think in one of the series he was a vampire so he was in what we do in the shadows pretty recently like rest we'll miss you paul rubens like for sure because peewee was i don't know what did, was peewee a big part of your life i'd like it was mine not, not really no i was terrified of large marge (laughs) she was super scary um but yeah so like i think that our what we had grown up with media wise is just so different now from what kids i think i think we're getting back to that i think we're trying like we have the new beetlejuice coming out
1: Uh, Um, i do do like some of there's a couple newer shows that i I appreciate um they might not be on like the gothier side but they definitely do send good message like Steven Universe you know that's a kid's show <laughs> it, I think that it's more than a kid's great. show I, I love
0: Adventure Time I think Adventure
1: Time is yeah, so Time is one of my favorite it's amazing. Like, the new ones that they released like semi-recently mm-hmm. they're like in the underworld trying to like go through like I haven't seen afterlife. those yet I thought they were finishing it I thought season um, 9 was the did, last so one they released 3 after they finished the series and they released three um standalone episodes each are like an hour long one follows Marceline and Bubblegum one follows um BMO and then the other one is Finn and Jake
0: cute I'm gonna have to look at those they're good they're really good so going back to this like we I think we grew up differently um actually before we move on what did you think of
1: Wednesday did you like Wednesday um I mean, I I liked. I thought it was a decent show. You know, like I grew up watching The Addams Family, so I, I really liked the, both the black and white versions and the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely didn't. There was a couple of things I didn't like about it. I really didn't like how they portrayed Gomez and Morticia. I And they kind of just made the whole family like silly and and not as supportive because one of the things that i really liked about the movie and, and the tv series is all the kids would get up to these crazy antics and the parents are just like okay we love you and support you and now it's showing teenage angst and like fighting between the mom and the daughter and i'm like that's not uh, really the original message of that. i
0: 100 percent agree with that um i think that they really messed up with gomez and and
1: morticia i feel like morticia tried but
0: the writing wasn't
1: too silly and it's i know it's supposed to be silly but it's more of a campy silly than a goofy silly
0: and then did you see the cg the cgi adams families i think i tried to watch it and i was like so uh, (laughs) <laughs> the first one I couldn't watch the first time and then I tried it again and I got through it. And what I didn't like about that one as well is that people were trying to change the atoms too much. And that's not what their vibe is. They're not they don't care what people think. But the first movie was pretty much a lot of them caring what other people think. And I didn't like that. And but I will say the second one is worth a watch. Yeah. It is very cute. And Wednesday They're... Basically, the whole movie is Wednesday doesn't believe that she's maybe an Adams. No, and so I think it's I think it's worth a watch because the the Gomez and Morticia are really good in it. All the characters are really good in it. Also, Snoop Dogg as <laughs> Snoop Dogg as Cousin It is just so good. <laughs> I don't like. So, so I'm not
1: even mad about it. It's so cute. Um, all right. You know, I like the popularity around like Wednesday and stuff, but it's, it gets a little annoying sometimes because, it, yes, it, it brings a whole bunch of people into the goth trend, but it also kind of brings a bunch of people into the goth trend, you know, and as much as I appreciate shedding some light on this beautiful culture that I've fallen in love with so much, it's kind of annoying to get called Wednesday Adams when I go out places, it happens very often
0: <laughs> my favorite is isn't it a little early for Halloween yep, yep. I because we're getting in August and now mm-hmm. it's going to be like isn't it a little early for Halloween oh yeah I'll okay. get okay. yeah. older people come up and like
1: well, well I guess it is Halloween soon <laughs>
0: it's like I don't know bro didn't you graduate 20 years ago like the- still wear what you're wearing leave us alone <laughs>
1: No, I went to Planet Comic Con just as myself because I, I was only able to go for a little bit before work, and I had a couple people just be like, "Oh my God, you're Wednesday!" And I'm like, "I'm not." I I was wearing like almost I was wearing like a metal band T-shirt with mm-hmm. green onyx, it was St. Patrick's Day, and like ripped up jeans, and I didn't even have I had my hair like down, and people were still like, "Oh my God, you're Wednesday! It's so good."
0: <laughs> I think I was wearing something like this at Planet Comic Con and people kept wanting to take pictures of me. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not, it's, I mean, it's cute, whatever, it's fine. But I think that's actually important to talk about too. I know we're kind of like totally getting off topic, but this is good because what do you think about the fetishization, fetishization of the goth subgenre? Oh, goodness. Um... I know, I threw a big one at you.
1: Yeah, no. So (laughs) I definitely experienced a lot of it firsthand with... I've done... I I used to do OnlyFans. I don't do it anymore because I kind of graduated from OnlyFans to, um, like, horror modeling and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I did OnlyFans for about five years as a goth model and i also was a exotic dancer um for five years as well those kind of went hand in hand and definitely see a lot of it um you get a lot of comments like i don't like girls like you but i have a brother that's really into the goth girl vibes or just people just making assumptions about how i look people are like "Mm, you're one of those goth girls you probably like being choked don't you
0: Mm. why is it that people just
1: assume that like, like i do like being choked but <laughs> <laughs> you, don't,
0: you don't have to assume it right like hey let's just how about we just have a conversation first and see where this goes not like no. I think
1: it's just, if he men seem to assume just because you're you're goth and you wear extra makeup and, and the whole the whole look the, that you're, you're hyper more yep like it seems to just be this this Thing around around goth girls that we're hypersexual, we're into stuff, and we're freaks in the sheets. When it's not always like that. No, sure. I know some people that are freaks, but honestly, I- I'm demisexual. Like, I don't just hook up with people. I-, I I need to have dinner and actually get to know somebody for a while before I feel comfortable with them.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. I don't. I think that the misconceptions surrounding the goth community is, is really interesting I, I i think it's just easy to assume based off of like media how yeah. how things are and when in actuality it couldn't be further from the truth um did you ever see did you ever see that tiktok going around where a mom was explaining to her kids that if you see a goth person and you are lost go find the goth person because they will help you find your mom I don't think i've seen that <laughs> it's so cute i should send it to you but like it's another example of like goth people aren't what you think they are yeah you know and a huge part of why i, l- I love doing this podcast is because i want to people to i want people to understand that just because it's a scary subculture or a, a what looks to be in a very open sexual subculture whatever whatever like furries have the same problem not all mm. of their subculture is just a bunch of First sex you know it's not it's not it's not like yiffing all the time that's not what they do at conventions and i think people need to understand that that's just such a small portion of what the subculture means to so many people um so you were talking about being an exotic dancer yeah let's talk about that what years
1: here in kansas city <laughs> okay how how did
0: that start and oh goodness. what I I'm so I'm I'm curious. Like let's just go into that. What what uh um, it started when
1: I was 18. Okay. I didn't have a job. I was just kind of you know messing around, enjoying life, and I had a roommate at a time that she started working at one of the clubs in downtown Kansas City, mm-hmm. and I saw that she was making a lot of money and doing really good. I was like, all right, this looks like something that. I could be into so I started and it's so cringe to think of myself when I first started because I just there's a lot of things you don't know when you first start right um, and yeah I've been I was dancing ever since for five years I, I had a couple breaks like over COVID I definitely had a little bit of a break there um, but yeah there was definitely some ups and downs um, more downs than than ups for sure Sometimes it's definitely a little bit difficult being on the, the thicker side when you go into the industry. Right. A lot of it is about confidence, too, and how you carry yourself, but I have been turned down from th- four four clubs in Kansas City for my size alone. That's wild. And it's it's definitely, it takes a toll, it, it took a huge toll on my mental health just feeling like that especially some of the things that was told me like I went to one um, kind of popular spot around here with my friend and she's smaller and petite and when we went in there the manager interviewed both of us at the same time but pretty much ignored me and spoke over me the whole interview and oh, just sorry. talked to her and then at the end of the interview told me that I could come back maybe if I parted my hair differently and she could come back He would consider me if I parted my hair differently, and she could come back if she ate a sandwich.
0: Well, uh, I would have been like, thanks but no thanks,
1: bye.
0: Gross, that's
1: so rude! They don't care, they are so rude. Um, I, I had another club that I applied to, and my friend overheard him having a conversation with one of the managers. That he basically said, I do not hire thick girls because I don't know if they're gonna look naked. They Na- look good naked. And yeah,
0: <laughs> did you did you hear about the girls that the strip club that unionized? Where no, I haven't. So yeah, there's there's a group of women in um, Los Angeles, a Los Angeles bar that actually May 2023 was when they unionized. They wanted to be recognized as a strippers union because Mm -hmm. they wanted safer workplace conditions, better pay and health insurance. And I'm sure it was probably the treatment that they were receiving. Um, Those girls get treated like shit, like absolute shit. And it's sex work is real work, in my opinion. Um, As long as it is safe, I don't see what's wrong with it. You know what I mean? But these girls are working in situations like exactly what you talked about just people that are rude like if anybody did that in a in an office building oh fuck no hr would be called and they'd be fired
1: i've had, i went in there was a different club in kansas city that i went to apply at and she basically had me lift up my dress so that i was like in my underwear and like do a little turn for her right around in the middle of the floor because she wanted to like check me out and she was like well i don't think you'd be a very good fit for our club but maybe try again in a couple months no, I was just, oh, okay. I think modeling <laughs> so and, just, and- Just little stuff like that. And then if you are not thicker like me, the clubs that will hire you, a lot of them treat their girls like shit and they will literally hire anybody because they have such a high turnover rate. Right. Like the club that I worked at for the longest, um, I had to lurk through for a total of three years um, off and on throughout the five years that I danced in total. And I have PTSD. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that I wish that I had known um, back in the day when I did work there. I wouldn't have put up with so much if I knew what I knew now. Um, but after working there for about two years, then going to other clubs, and then coming back, I was just like, holy shit, abuse Abuse is just running rampant. Like mm-hmm. the I, I have a video on my phone of the manager holding down one of the girls and spanking her. Well, she's saying, no, like it was all in good fun. And at the time I was all like, I didn't know any better. I was like, oh, haha, ha, I guess this is just what they do here. And like a couple of years later, I was going through my camera roll and I came across a video and I was like, holy shit, this like, is documented abuse. Right. What? So just little things like that. And they just, this particular club, I've, I've heard it's been better since the owner died and his wife took over. But in my time that was there, like, the, the bouncers didn't care about the girls. Um, they, the dances, it was just... So, like, they would let customers get away with stuff if they were regulars. Oh. We would have a couple consistent regulars that would come in and probably pay off the bouncer and just consistently come in almost every night and spend a lot of money. But you could tell that none of the girls would dance with them except for the new girls that didn't know any better and the older girls that just didn't give a shit anymore. Right. And those customers would constantly be complained about. And literally, if you went up to the manager and said something, he would say, You should charge more or just don't dance with them next time.
0: It's ridiculous. Um,
1: I got fired from that club because there was a customer that exposed himself to my friend. And then refused to pay for his dance. And the club did nothing about it. The My manager gave her $10 and said, here, this should cover the, the fee that you have to pay. And then basically let him stay. He continued to harass girls. And he finally came over to me and started just being like, you know, you want to come home with me later? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I will admit, I was drinking a little bit that night. <laughs> I got pissed off and just started yelling at him like get the fuck out of here we don't want you in here quit harassing us and i got pulled aside and talked to because i'm not supposed to yell at the customers and i was already heated and i was like here's the deal if you get a bouncer that does his job i won't yell at customers and my boss said all right say one more word and you're fired and i was like okay bye peace yeah i I don't need to be a club but treats the girls like this. It's not a safe environment.
0: I don't blame you. That's horrible. It just seems that that's why those strippers unionized. It's stuff like yeah. that. Like it's terrible. And For sure. Um, I I'm I'm really glad that things have changed a lot. But like, it you're dealing with a lot of drunks and you're dealing with oh, yeah. a, a lot of sketchy skeezy people who are just in it for the money that don't care about the protection of the women or men Mm -hmm. that are involved and it's just it's shitty like I'm glad that we are moving forward so Mm -hmm. much in society that like
1: this shit is changing But part of it is just people being able to have social media platforms to tell their stories right and And that's what's changing
0: it i think more than anything else it's happened a lot faster since the rise of social media than before i try
1: to share my stories as much as i can because i want girls to hear them because i want girls to hear that stripping is not what you see on tiktok it's not you taking home your stack of dollar bills every night like around here that's not every night that's that's maybe like maybe on the weekends but right it's it's been really bad lately you know you're gonna have a lot more bad nights than you are gonna have good nights and those bad nights really take a toll on your self-image and your mental health did you hear about the stripper
0: that is predicting the recession did you hear about her Uh, we all predicted
1: the recession
0: so There is a direct tell. correlation Well there's one in particular Who publishes her findings I, I have to look her up But she basically predicted The first recession And now she's predicting this one That's coming up that we are clearly obviously in Um mm-hmm. And the first thing to go That people cut out is Pleasures okay. like The strip club or entertainment Like mm-hmm. movies whatever Um so I think it's really interesting. You should you should actually go look up her findings. It's very it's very detailed. Um, I
1: think I've actually heard of her before. Yeah, but no. It's about, like the about six months before COVID, the mm-hmm. club started getting dead. Even on weekend nights where we would normally have business, even during March Madness, where normally there's going to be like basketball games and a shit ton of business, like it was dead. It was so dead. We started losing girls left and right because everybody was finding alternative jobs. And then mm-hmm. once COVID started and the, everything got shut down, we were all fuck out of luck. You know, most of us weren't even actual, like I wasn't an actual employee. <laughs> like I didn't clock in or anything, all of my money I made under the table. So I was just fuck out of luck. <laughs> so what did you do when COVID um, I started doing OnlyFans okay. or focusing more. I had an OnlyFans, but I just didn't really do much on it. So I started focusing more on OnlyFans. I made my rent a couple times just doing that. Cause there was definitely a boom. And then there was a couple spots that opened up in Kansas City that were some of the dancers that decided they still had a customer base of regulars that still wanted, you know, the strip club experience. So one girl actually opened up her home and turned it into a speakeasy. I
0: can't what? Say wait. To I don't what? Get like in trouble? But n- No. I mean, no details, obviously. Yeah. But like, when did this start? And then how? Uh-huh.
1: Summer of 2020, during during COVID, during okay. the restrictions when we weren't supposed to, like I'm kind of a bad bad kid for this. No, no, <laughs> we I mean have groups of over 20, but shoot, I, mean, I need to make money.
0: <laughs> I was about to say people had to pay their rent, like people yep. were losing their houses. And at some point, you have to say, "Well, health and safety and quarantine or my life." Not like I had anybody at home either, you know. Like right. it's just I'm not so, really. Okay, I have so many questions. Um, <laughs> was was there any sort of, I guess, COVID precautions in nope. place? Nope.
1: No, no, no. Um, Did anybody get sick? Not that I heard of. Um, if anything, I think a couple of us got minor respiratory infections because they were allowing smoking inside, and mm. it was a small house, and we couldn't have a bunch of people going outside to smoke because... It would alert people that we were having... This was the time where you would get a fine and get in trouble if you had a large gathering of people. Right. So we had to try to keep it on the DL. And so we let people smoke inside. And there was weed smoke, cigar smoke, cigarette smoke, like, you name it. And it was just... We were hotboxing that whole house. So...
0: How... I guess...
1: How did... Do you
0: just invite a bunch of regulars? You're like, hey, we're just having...
1: It's kind of one of those things because to be a dancer in Kansas City, you kind of have to depend on your regulars Mm because you can't really depend on walk-in traffic every single night, especially on the weeknights. Like the only way you're really going to be successful as a dancer in Kansas City is if you build up a regular customer base that when it's a slow night, you can text them and be like, hey... I'm at work come throw money at me i miss you right you know you, you want to build that that clientele and that that client relationship some girls definitely would take it farther and meet up with the regulars outside of work I, I would occasionally let them take me out for like dinner or i let one take me to like a symphony one time just to kind of deepen that connection but ultimately at the end of the day it's it's a transactional relationship right okay
0: so you just had how many people were involved in this huh? like i guess and did you have like stages
1: there was a rotating cast of girls i'd say we'd have about like eight at a time um and then customers i feel like it definitely seemed like a lot more just because it was a really small space that got filled up pretty quick but actually one of the uh, local clubs that she worked at loaned her a bunch of the couches that they used for their vip room right and so she basically, she had like the living room and the dining room. It was like one big connected L shape. And she had one pole in the living room, one pole in the dining room. And she had girls like rotate. She had us everybody send her her playlist and she rotated us. That's and then she had wild. another room. And she just filled up with couches. And that's where we did our lap dances. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Stripper I up... speakeasy. <laughs> like Stripper that,
0: speakeasy. That's,
1: that's wild to me. Like, uh...
0: Well, I'm glad nobody got COVID
1: that would have sucked yeah, i know of. know <laughs> i ended um, up dropping out after a couple of weeks though because i was getting kind of sketched because they were having it every single weekend in the same location and then they started having it multiple times a weekend they were doing friday and saturday night ooh. every single weekend and this was when once again we couldn't have a gathering of larger than 20 so i was starting to get a little sketch i made a little money i was like I- 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 i'm out i right. don't want to get caught up and have to pay more fines than i made.
0: <laughs> yeah that makes sense well and then by that time I'm sure there was the uh, well,
1: stimulus I, started, I got Did a different you? job in maintenance. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh good good and so you were
0: still working the clubs opened up back again yeah okay cool so after the clubs opened back up were things better
1: Not really. No, Uh, I think everybody just took such a financial hit. And then they started, they slowly started letting us open back up. But there was a lot of restrictions. Um, Dancers and customers had to wear masks. Um, For a while, we weren't allowed to have contact during lap dances. So it was touchless lap dances which right. a lot of our customers that come in, they, they want the human touch. A lot of them are just lonely guys that just really don't get touched. Like, I can't tell you how many customers I have that would pay me $30 a song just to sit back there and hug me Aww. just because they, they crave that, that human connection.
0: That's understandable. Um,
1: so that definitely took a really big hit because you really can't rely on stage money around here, um, Right. That's really not where Paying Your Bills is at in the Kansas City clubs. There's maybe a couple girls, but even then, like... They're all yeah. doing
0: OnlyFans and stuff on the side. There's not... Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's not like it's
1: a Vegas strip club or anything. I, I um, totally understand. Like, every now and again on, on the busy weekend nights, the stage tips would be good, but it still wouldn't be more than, like, a couple hundred dollars. Right.
0: Um. Okay, so when you went, what what was kind of, like, the straw that broke the camel's back like so to speak where when did you decide you were done with that and then started moving into modeling
1: um well i actually started bartending and dancing at the same time oh that's smart Um, and i just i think after covid i just i felt weird about being touched Mm mm-hmm I just, especially after all the growth that I went through and and learning more about boundaries and learning more about just, like, I shouldn't have to put up with this. I just had a harder time just dealing with it and just dealing with the creepy men. And I just didn't want that anymore. It just made my skin crawl. And um, I actually ended up having a cyst in my ovaries last summer. So I had to take a couple of months off to be on bed rest for a golf ball size cyst. Are you okay? A lot of fun. I'm I'm okay now. Luckily I didn't need surgery. It ended up going away on its own. Um Good. But it kind of gave me a couple months off to just kinda of sit there and realize like what am, what am I doing with my life? I really don't want to be caught up in dancing forever because I see these girls that get caught up in the system and they don't have a goal to get out. Like you if you're gonna start dancing, you need a goal to get out because well, it's dan- not a forever job. Dancing it will also. I was going to say, dancing also
0: segues into, like, sex work, like prostitution sometimes. And yeah. that's
1: not a direction, I think, that most people... are I also started getting really bad after COVID, too. Um, I think a lot of girls just took really, really hard uh, financial hits during mm-hmm. COVID. And it, when I came back, it was... Prostitution is a, is a really big problem in Kansas City, and it messes with my money because... Right i you know i'll have guys that are like well you're not gonna do this this other girl said she would do this so So i I don't need you right the clubs aren't gonna do anything about it because a lot of the clubs are getting a cut from it It's ridiculous uh
0: okay so you changed your life you took a lot of time to i guess that's that's one of those things yeah
1: a a shit ton of assassin's creed (laughs) um which one's your favorite uh, I really liked Origins, but I think Valhalla is my favorite. Just so I haven't I'm even... <laughs> Three has always been my favorite,
0: but I know I'm in the minority there when it comes to favorite Assassin's Creed. I haven't... I have... I started Valhalla, haven't even gotten close to finishing it. I should just play it. I like just, really...
1: If you play Valhalla, you have to play Eivor as, as a girl because you get to choose if, if you want to be a guy or a girl. And Eivor as a chick is so hot okay i've never had a crush this hard on a video game character before my start let's
0: talk about oh my gosh now you've 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 opened a can of worms my first crushes ever when i was a kid were video game characters and they weren't even like fully formed video game they were like eight bit video (laughs) yeah so like i had a huge crush i i don't know did you ever play king's quest no i had a huge crush on prince alexander and I will, I'll put him, I'll put him up on the, the YouTube screen, <laughs> but he was my huge crush. And then I was in, I, I was so in love with Meyer Link from Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. And then I, obviously every Anne Rice character ever created, you have like a huge crush on, you know, like <laughs> Louis, Lestat, Armands, you know, um, well, Antonio Banderas is Armand for sure. <laughs> but, going back, but going back into it, like most of my crushes growing up when I was a little, like little, were video game characters. I just, yeah. it's just like it's such a oh my gosh, it's an admission I killed.
1: I, I liked all the I liked all the goth girls that were in like the cartoons growing up, mm-hmm. like uh, like Thorn from the Hex Girls. I, I was very into- hmm. That's a good one. The Hex Girls are
0: hot. Oh yeah. Let's, they, they are, they I'm have so no cool. right
1: being as hot as they are. Like, who drew them? Dude, honestly, and their the music, fire. What? Fire, so like. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back. So,
0: once she left stripping and exotic dancing, whatever else, post COVID, COVID changed so much stuff for everyone. Like, it's, I it's really don't bad. even, it's wild. Like we it was just a major change in everyone's life. Mm-hmm. So when you took your step back,
1: what did you decide? What were your dreams, goals, and aspirations? Um, I love performing. Um uh, that's that was probably my favorite part of dancing was getting up on the stage and busting some tricks on the pole to the music that I wanted to dance to. So I decided I wanted to continue with that. And um, I did some Isis Wings performances. Um, I got asked to be in a variety show with my Isis Wings. That was fun. It was kind of an intro to the burlesque world, um, which I appreciate burlesque. I love burlesque. I have done a burlesque show before. But my style is a little bit more unique, (laughs) Mm -hmm. a little bit more creepy.
0: I've seen a couple um, of your your performances at like different events and things, and they are not typical burlesque. I I'd still <laughs> say they're very they're like spooky, but mm-hmm. they're they're more performance art than they are burlesque.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like I like being spooky. So I like making my audience scare owls. <laughs> but uh, let's see. So uh, about a year ago, I was at a in this concert and Mm. this random drunk girl grabs me from the crowd and she's like oh my god you're so hot i have to take a picture with you and she finds a random person to give her phone to to take a picture of us
0: and it turns out
1: this random person that this drunk girl picked out was a professional photographer with her own photography business uh this person is anna dame Mm. owner of morgan awakening llc And we hit it off she asked if I could do a TFP shoot with her which if you're unfamiliar with what that means it's trade for print basically it's when the photographer and the model come to an agreement to do a shoot together at no cost to either party in exchange for both parties being able to use the images for their portfolios so got together did a group shot with her and then she mentioned that she wanted to start an ambassador program and i was all for it i was like fuck yeah dude let's do it like i loved working with her she was so great she made me feel really comfortable in front of the camera she gave me she helped me like direct me to pose and it it was really really good experience and so i jumped on this ambassador opportunity so i am a morbid goddess um there is five of us in total handpicked by anna and we get together every month and do a badass photo shoot some of the stuff is really cool that she's done too i uh... yeah the first one was really cool she had us all for solo shots for the first shoot for like our induction Mm -hmm. and she had bought a really nice pair of angel wings from etsy and they're available in her client closet and she took us out she took me out to a lake during sunset and gorgeous shoot i Mm -hmm. love those photos
0: those all of the photos that i've seen all of her work is so cool like she mm-hmm.
1: she is goals for sure oh yeah i'm just i love seeing how far she's come um i also work with moon and coven um mm-hmm. name is morgan she lives out in st louis so i don't get to work with her that often um but she's she's amazing incredible to work with too i, I feel really lucky to have found such amazing photographers to work with right off the bat <laughs> right but I've actually had um, two of my shoots with her published. Um, one of them was published in Delirium Magazine in the UK. And then the other one was published in Spellbound Magazine in the UK. But so that cool. was pretty cool.
0: So you are promoting yourself mostly on social media? Or how how are you getting work? I guess is the question.
1: Um, see, I mostly use Facebook. Um, a lot of my stuff I, I do myself. Um, I don't work with others as much besides like the photographers that I just listed I do go to occasional um, group shoot meetups but for the most part I do a lot of like solo stuff um, I use Facebook my my Facebook has grown a lot over the last year because I really only started my Facebook last year and I've hit 45,000 so that was that was a pretty um, achievement I'm pretty proud of congratulations thank you instagram and tiktok they're a little bit slower i I think i might be shadow banned on tiktok right now (laughs) because my content is a little too gory (laughs) yeah tiktok
0: i don't know what they don't i don't know what they want i mean half my videos (laughs) i'm covered in blood so i don't blame them (laughs) yeah um so now what do you do now that we're now that we're modeling now what do you now what do you do so I've
1: actually taken on a lot more responsibility with Kansas City Goths. Okay. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Kansas City Goths, they are a community here in Kansas City that hosts different events to bring the goth community together. And I absolutely fell in love. They do an event called Dark Side every other Saturday, and I went out to a couple of those. I fell in love. Um, I went out to vampire prom, and mm-hmm. I almost won prom queen. <laughs> but I was just so enamored. I was like, how do I get involved? So um, Bryant and Celiara, they are the current head of Kansas City Goths. It's kind of their, uh, their dream child. that I'm just it's so much fun to help them with that. And, yeah, they asked me to perform for last year's Blood Rave. So I got to do a fun little Isis Wings performance. And ever since then, I've just kind of been just doing more and more with them, and um, they've recently, um, word fart, hold on, (laughs) they recently promoted me to admin of their Facebook page, so I've been trying to help with the growth there. I'm doing creature features, so I'm having all of the Goths of Kansas City submit their photos to me to be posted on our page right now we're at 5.5k followers so it's definitely a nice little shout out for local creators and whatnot so
0: kansas city goths was one of my first experiences with the, the the subculture in in kansas city can you um there's like a lot of spooky here and i don't think that people realize that there is it's not just like a flyover city like it's actually a big city that have some cooler events (laughs) right there's some really cool shit going on almost every weekend i know there's dark side i know Mm -hmm. that there's tons and tons of like edm nightclubs and they're growing a lot
1: there EDM. is Kansas the city is huge
0: it's it's it is getting there i i'm part of a couple of those groups and they are growing a lot we're getting big festivals yes. which is really there's a cool lot of
1: crossovers too. there's what there's a lot of crossovers too we oh, get yeah. quite a few people from the ADM scene that'll come out to Darkside. Darkside's and like um we just awesome. had a blood rave that was our last event that we just did that i hosted before that was that vampire was really... prom
0: <laughs> <laughs> the vampire i prom.
1: blood rave i'm right. so i'm so sad
0: <laughs> um I, <missed> you. <laughs> I know i'm sorry i know i need to get out there i i've missed every single blood rave one was on thanksgiving and i just i couldn't swing it and then oh, this one i was just like do
1: it in summer for get, this last one yeah because i actually was doing baptisms all night so we had a little kiddie pool set up and i was dressed as my seven foot tall demon goddess self and we had a couple different options. I had, like, red body paint that I could give people handprints. So I had a chalice that I could pour it on people. And I also had a super soaker. That's cool. So some people got super soaked with blood.
0: <laughs> um, so much fun. So I saw that there's another event coming up. Yes.
1: It was just announced. Can you Two tell just, like, us a little bit of it. So goth clowns everybody loves them <laughs> i know I, I like goth clowns
0: it's called um i'm sorry carnival I can't remember. chaotica carnival chaotica yes okay and yes. Is this is going to be kind of like similar to blood ray vampire prom but all clowns or all, all sideshows
1: circus, circus type? Um, circus themed carnival think cotton candy cool aerial performances hot goth clowns (laughs) i love it i'm here for it Um, um
0: so what i guess if somebody were to come to kansas city how would they get involved in the subcultures that we have here
1: definitely facebook is the best place to start um you're able to there's um different groups that you're able to join um, Kansas City Goths has a Facebook page and they also have a group where people are able to post and share stuff and share their own events okay. um, so it's definitely the best place to kind of get started and, and get to know people but then just coming out to the events I have right. to say just Pick a dark side and come they're, to they're it. They're like
0: every other weekend, aren't they? Yeah, something yeah. like
1: that. Yeah. We're trying to do some theme weekends. Last week was Beetlejuice themed. We had a lot of people show up in their stripes, and we played like the Beetlejuice songs. Yeah, you know, we we posted some videos from that on the page. So that was very really cute. Was really fun. And um, then uh, next week, actually, we're doing Nevermore. So Edgar Allan Poe vibes. I love that. Mm-hmm. I better see some Edgar Allen hoes.
0: They better dress yeah, up with sure. some like long stockings and just have all the mustaches. They better. I better see some cute Edgar Allen hoes next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. All right. So um oh Kansas City Gods. What mm-hmm. tell me tell me a little bit about what you're doing with Vampire Society because I saw that page is a little active right now, too
1: yeah so we actually just started activating that page so kansas city goths is kind of just for everybody it's, it's kind of just all-encompassing you know like we want to share you we want to share your events we want to share stuff about you know goth stuff in the media right um but kansas city vampire society that's just for our major annual events so vampire prom blood rave um carnival chaotica the vampire ball there might okay. be more but I can't really say that we that's might cool. do this winter. <laughs> no that's awesome so Basically, Kansas City Vampire Society is for the big vampire so annual. Like, got it The big big
0: the mm-hmm. big big sort of festival goth festival events yeah. type yeah right mm-hmm. okay cool well what do you have coming up do you have anything cool the coming
1: up August 25th what
0: about this- what you're working on Are you working on anything cool, like personal
1: projects, uh, anything, any art, any... I just finished a photo shoot with Moon and Coven, and that one was super fun. It was kind of midsummer vibes, because I had this really gorgeous white dress and then a leaf crown, and it started out where we just kind of took some pictures of just the clean dress, but I had like this old saw thing. Mm -hmm. I found these like bone saws and antique looking cool weapons at a thrift store. Cool and yeah started out just kind of like that innocent but slightly off look and then i just had her spray me with blood just splatter nice.
0: i love <laughs> all that over white dress on all over you. my face it's so all cute. over everything
1: and i had a bunch of body parts that i bought off of amazon and just kind of had spread out and had a penis on a oh. on a necklace i love it <laughs> <laughs> so kind of like a serial killer in the woods midsummer kind, kind of show. so i'm excited to see those pictures upcoming we're going to be doing a pretty big halloween shoot with all the morbid goddesses Mm -hmm. where we're going to do like the horror icon kind of stuff nice looking forward to that i'm thinking about doing like a sexy freddy
0: i was about to say who's your favorite um horror icon you can't do that to me (laughs) i know well top three let's i can't i know every time i ask somebody they can't
1: tell me one so top three Oh goodness! I mean, Ghostface is probably up there just because I really like the the simple yet iconic design of the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, see, and Ghostface thirst traps are on TikTok oh, or for sure. So for sure. Oh. Um, I really like Freddy because so I really enjoyed those movies. The whole concept of you know he'll get you when you're sleeping, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to do the whole I'm a succubus and I'll haunt your nightmares. <laughs> So I definitely, I like Freddy. And
0: hmm. This is, this is a really tough one. (laughs) I know. I know.
1: I put you on the spot. I'm sorry. Does it count if it's like American Horror Story? Like, does it have to be like the classic iconic no no I'd i mean if you have one of my one of my favorites was um lady gaga's role in american horror story Hotel. count she was so hot oh. just, that role was just iconic just it the really nails book mm. so good yeah so good.
0: okay that's good that that so counts compelling. she's that's that's iconic did you see the yeah. new um trailer i was a little worried about kim kardashian but now that I've seen the trailer, I'm like, mm, it's okay. Yeah,
1: I really hope the season is better. I the last season was, oh okay. What was the last season? Yeah, I really, it was. I think it was about like the the leather community. I, I mean, oh, it was New York, NYC, yeah, like the, the gay leather scene and stuff. Which I thought I really liked the the setting and what they were trying to do with it, especially bringing to life like the AIDS crisis and everything like that. Right, but. I don't know. I had a hard time getting into it. I, it took me a while to get into it, but I, as it progressed, I liked
0: it. But I felt like it. F- they finished it in the middle of the season and just kind of threw a bunch of shit on the end to like keep it going. Um, I, I liked the double feature. I went back and because there's some that I haven't seen. Like I'm in the middle of the, the, the 80s. Was it the the like the, the, camp the camp one? I'm in the middle of that one, and I'm struggling with that one. Um, I want to keep. I want to finish them all, but it's just I don't know. I might go back and work on some other ones that I haven't seen yet. Uh, what's your favorite American horror story? Like season? Season.
1: Mm. I have Probably tie I, between a tie between um, Freak Show and Hotel. I agree. I people don't like those ones, but I think they're my favorite ones. I just I really th- I thought the story and, and all the character design and just the just everything in uh, freak show was just right really really amazing and then hotel was just sexy
0: vampires and I loved it <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I'm looking I'm looking forward to this new season I think um okay so let's uh any other projects you said you got photo shoots we got uh carnival chaotica
1: coming up anything else any other projects um let's see i know that the morbid goddesses are going to have a booth this year at the carnival of ink in november
0: cool um
1: anna is going to be offering different photo shoots that you can do you can just get like a basic one where we take a couple pictures in the booth or she'll also have like a whole different set up where you can leave the convention and have like an hour long shoot with access to her client closet and stuff that's awesome so- one's gonna be fun i'm gonna help her work the booth maybe bring a couple um horns or something to getting into the decorating horns more that'd be it's fun to kind of, of offer as a, you know here you could do a photo shoot and if you want you can get a cool pair of horns for it mm-hmm. well thank you so
0: much for joining me for the coffin lounge today um where
1: can people find you so I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, pretty much everything just under Man. Mantis, Athena. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And then where can people find Kansas City Goths? Just by looking up Kansas City Goths on Facebook. And uh, when is Carnival Chaotica? August 25th. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Do you have anything else to say? Well, thank you so much for having me. It was great getting to talk with you. Well, thank you for joining me Uh, actually on such short notice. I appreciate it. And I will uh, see you soon. Thank you so much for joining the Coffin Lounge podcast, everyone. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow on Spotify. We're also on iTunes and I will see you for the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye.